0: um it's always a pleasure to be here and um, I always commend the the consistency of people who will come together at this time. I mean, you would love your sleep at this time, but you continue to do it. Um, you never know the impact of what you do until later uh, that you just consistently do this day after day after day and every month yeah you're just like, yeah, it's like pouring sand into a bottle or a container. When it gets full, if you shake it, it goes down a bit more, gets compacted. And that's what you do when you spend time like this and you keep doing it. And it's not that you start to stop, but you're consistently feeling yourself and you find that you have weight when it matters. And so, just to encourage you to keep doing it and never get tired because uh, what you do today is like growing. If you, if you stood in a mirror every day for two years, you will not really see that much change. But when you measure yourself, you're going to Well, I'm just setting it, that is. <laughs> so um, just to encourage you that this thing is not something you, you're just doing to fulfill our righteousness. It, it helps you. It helps you. Amen. Um, so... this this theme of repentance and forgive me if I will say things that have already been said because um, the spirit will always be one but I am trusting God to take things from a different angle Um, um, and so for me when I was looking at the theme repentance and then renewing the mind what struck me more is about actually renewing the mind Um, but just to so that we're on the same page of the things I will say. I mean, the, the, the whole, I, I know you're taking the theme from um, the book of Hebrews um, as a natural follow-through from your last topic, uh, where Hebrews 6, where it talks about um, leaving the elementary principles of uh, of doctrine. And it talks about repentance from dead works. And what always strikes me about that scripture is it says you move from that, repentance from death, faith towards God, doctrines of baptisms. It says elementary and then move to perfection. But the fact is when you've done those things and you understand them, it's not really about, you never leave them because it's always at levels. The Bible is always in different dimensions. So you move from one dimension. So repentance is not something you do once and for all. It's something that you come into a space so it speaks in that scripture of repentance from dead works so even when you move away from dead works you're still repenting of things and what i want to highlight is that repentance is not always only about sin as we know the word repentance in the new and you it doesn't even occur in the old testament the word repentance it's repent that you see in the old testament but the word repentance the greek word is metanoia which means to change your mind a change of mind, it also means to change the way you think. So it it always will speak of a posture. and, And what I want to highlight is it deals with the mind or the heart. And when you understand that and you know that the battleground in our faith is really in the mind, then you understand that you need to always find, you always find you have to recalibrate and always find a way to change your your, your 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 mindset in certain ways. So in, fact, in Corinthians, it talks about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination. It just goes down to the mind, the mind, the mind, and your heart. And so the state of your heart and the posture of your mind are what determine how well you go and how far you go. And so it's something that the one... Um, um, posture you can take that is very helpful to use repentance, where you easily repent of things. So you find that my way of thinking about something is faulty, and you are quick to adjust. You find that you you, are, you, you get lighter and lighter, and you get your your direction will you, be shift the, to, more towards God than anything else. And that for me is the key to success in spiritual things. And that's why I want to highlight the mind more than anything today. And so when I look at the Old Testament, what the word that I see in most places uh, is the word shub, the Hebrew word shub, and it means to turn back or return to. And I wanna highlight that because every time we think repentance, we think we're turning away from some bad thing or some way of thinking. It can also mean turning back to God. And so when you say, I repent of this, even talks of the Lord uh, in, in the scripture, talks about him, he, he repented of this when he had determined to destroy them and he repented of it. So you begin to see, is he turned away from something, you know, or turns to the area of doing good towards them. And so I, I want you to keep that in mind because sometimes repentance can just be a slight adjustment in the way you see things. And when you can, you are nimble and able and flexible enough to change when you need to. You find things change because it's all about perspectives. When your perspective is right and it aligns with God, you, you find things work. Or the minute your perspective changes, no matter how slight, it can take you in the wrong direction. Um, so again, it is all about the mind or the way, our way of thinking. Um, um, and and, 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 and I, Sometimes our mindset is actually limited. It doesn't allow us to see things in alignment with the way God sees. And the end game really is to see and do just like God does, see the way he sees, hear the way he hears, and do the things he does. And it comes down to that. And anything that will be a hindrance to you doing that is something that you need to take out. So back to that Corinthian scripture that you're casting down every imagination and bringing into obedience every thought pattern that is contrary to his way. That you constantly have to keep recalibrating your mindset and bringing it into subjection. And that's when you are able to win the warfare. And it's ever so subtle many times. Um, And every time, life is all about choices. Everything you do is about making a choice for or against God. So when you take certain decisions, no matter how seemingly mundane, if they are not for God, they're against God. And it might not seem like it's against God, because not everything that is good is of God. And you have to constantly assess your mindset from scripture, from the word of God. Otherwise, you can easily just slightly take a different tack and you get into trouble. Now, I say to people, if you if you did some an exercise, you'll be amazed how your mindset changes. If you took the book of Proverbs, you know, Proverbs is such a deep book of insight. Um, it's not a storybook. It just brings, it's, it's just like many, many thoughts or, or, or word nuggets of wisdom being brought. And if you sat down and analyzed them and took time, say you, you know, that 31 proverbs, if you month is 31 days, take a proverb a day and just do that every day. Read a prophet, book of Proverbs a, a, a chapter every day for a month. Do it for again a second month, do it again a third month. I guarantee you, your way of thinking will change because you will see nuggets there that you begin to change uh, and adjust yourself to things. And I'll, I'll share one personal one. Um, I always have this um, habit of a short fuse, get up. Get angry at little things. You know, just get angry. Until I I, I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to do a study on, on, on anger. Or, or, and so I took the Bible and started looking for everywhere. I could see anger, and wrath, or uh, things like that. And I found a lot in Proverbs. And some of them really just blew my mind. Because you when you realize the state you are in, it begins to drive it home. So I read one particular one, you know, that talked about a a man who doesn't have control of his spirit is like a city without walls. You know, the picture that just came to me immediately is you have a city like an abandoned building or abandoned project. What will leave there will be reptiles, goats, things like that. a city without walls, walls are meant to bring defense and keep, keep you secure, keep you insecure and keep things out. But once it doesn't have words, any and everything comes in. And it just brought an illustration that you are just um, literally like unique, you like a, you're just like a stream, just flowing in every direction. No, no confinement, no, no limitations, no boundaries. You're just a free spirit that just goes anywhere. and things can happen. And it really began to rein me in and begin to understand that there's a need to change the way I think. So again, to the point about repentance, not just being about sin. It's about being able to rein in certain false patterns and change and shift and change tack and begin to engage. And it's not that even God got annoyed, Jesus got annoyed, but the issue is not anger from that perspective of whether you should be angry at all. Even the Bible says don't be angry, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So it recognizes that the place for anger, but misplaced. Anger and prolonged anger can lead to all kinds of things, bitterness or manner. And so it's very important that you got, the Bible even talks about your heart. So heart, mind, I'll use them them interchangeably. It says, guard your heart. For out of that heart flow the issues of life. The very essence of life flows out of your heart. So you must guard it very generously because if it gets contaminated, your whole being is contaminated. Okay, so... I, I really want to emphasize that we need to really begin to bring fence our hearts and, 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 and calibrate it from the perspective of God, how he sees. Because everything we do, it, it, it emanates and ends in God. Anything outside of that is, is not to be looked at. God, God, his measure of things is not our measure. And our lives we are going to be measured by his standards. And you know, if you if you follow patterns, uh, trends in society, you will lose God because you'll be working with the wrong set, wrong premise, the wrong set of values. Because God is it's 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 it's, it's not just you see when He set standards, it's not about whether they are attainable, they are not attainable. They are attainable once you lean on His Spirit. But they will always, it says, with God, all things are possible. With men, it's impossible. But with God, it is possible. And so, your, your help, that's why the Bible would say, Jesus would always say, don't worry about what you say in that day when you are brought before the council or before or before sinners. It says the spirit will give you clarity on what to say. It will guide your talk at such times. So it's never about, it's not in your strength or in your wisdom or intellect that you're going to handle things, it is always going to be from the position of help from God. His values, his standards, and and his statutes. So, it is the mind that I just want to um, uh, latch onto today. And so, I I just start with Romans 12. Um, Romans chapter 12 is where I want us to really pray through. And it says in verse 2, I'll read verses 2 and 3. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says, for I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And so um, if I looked at the Amplified, it says, do not be conformed to this world or this age that is fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. This says, but be transformed or changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its, own, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. For by the grace or merit and favor of God given to me, I warn everyone among you not to estimate and think of himself more highly than he ought, not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own importance, but to rate his ability with sober judgment, each according to the degree of faith that is apportioned by God to him. He keeps referencing God. It's his acceptable will towards you. It is His um, um, measure, the measure of faith he has given to each one. He keeps going back to him. Don't have an opinion of yourself more than what he has given you. You need to, you know, so it, it, it keeps going back to God. God, it's, your mind must be fixated on the things. I like the way the new Amplified sure talked about the values, new ideals, new attitudes, the values you have instead of the world that has external and superficial customs. That means with God, you go for the deep things, this on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the what's the word on the I don't know what to use, but the ones that are below. And so it, it is so important that you frame your mindset from the, the perspective of God. Because every other perspective, I mean I love all scripture and verse that says many are the devices and plans in the heart of man, but only the counsel of the Lord shall stand. When you understand that, you know that it's not just any counsel you take. Every other cancer will just freak away. The only one that will remain standing is God's cancer. And anything you do other than that is bound to just fall away at some point. And if you're looking for longevity and consistency, then you're going to look to God and his ways and seek his cancer. And his cancer can only be found in his word. So I just want us to pray and bring our hearts before God and ask God that Lord, you know, my the, the heart is the is the is the center and the engine room of our lives, and if we have a wrong focus in things, you know, repentance for me literally is about being delivered from stinking thinking, and it's not just about sin because the way you think will, your your whole worldview is dependent on how you think, the values you have, the things you, you, you the way you see life, the view, the worldview you have of life. And if it is faulty in any way, like yeast it's going to affect everything you think about. If you grew up in a, in a, from, in a situation of want and lack and, in, in, and devoid of love, your, your, your approach to life is going to be very detached, very individual and about survival. So you're going to relate to people who would come and show you love and care with a very hard, approach because you don't know love you're going to relate to them in that way and when they do things out of um goodness of their heart just for you you're going to rubbish those things because to you i mean there's nothing about doing things for anyone you do things because there's something that you gain from it and so if someone does something they're looking for something so you're going to be suspicious of people's motives you're going to take those things and not feel grateful towards them for that it's what's the big deal and obviously you're looking for something and you do it and you go through life breaking, burning bridges and breaking relationships that ought to help you and prop you up. And so everything, the way you think has a way of really affecting everything around you. When you take it from the the, the pathway that God has set, what you do is attract everything about him to you. And so I want us to bring our hearts before God and our minds and ask God to. He says in that scripture that, you should not be conformed to this world, meaning you should not be aligned with the way or to the line of the way the world is. but you should be transformed by the renewing of your mind, transformation. The word there is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, if you know anything about that, you did biology, the butterfly goes from being a pupa to a cocoon to a, a butterfly. It takes. There's a process you go through. So it talks about changing your mind, renewing your mind, transformation. By the renewing of your mind, renewal speaks of renovation, re- revitalization. It just speaks of bringing things into a fresh state, injecting new life. So at every point, you must keep recalibrating in accordance with the Word of God. Your reference point must always be the Word of God, because the way when you begin to think like God, it talks about us having the mind of Christ. It says you are God. You think and act like God. And it starts from the the seemingly basic things, the seemingly simple things, that when you can think right, your actions are going to be right. Everything is going to fall in place. So I want us to lay our hearts before God this morning and say, Lord, this is my heart. I bring it to you and ask that you begin to, since your hearts are washed by the water of the word in Ephesians, that you begin to wash my heart with your word. You cause your word to begin to wash every impurity away and leave me with a heart that is pristine clean and open to you to receive your word and be able to do that. I just want us to unmute and just begin to bring that hands before and just, just pray in the spirit and just ask God to wash your heart, and cleanse you of every impurity. And- cause you to come in a way that your heart is openly you like a receiver that can receive transmissions and just begin to broadcast be, to Praga da Cazoto for Brigados, Meskopale Matosa Baya Lakusa Bande Lebrandos Kapatia, Kutus Kupale Mazin Telebradabosa Bate, Bende Manosko Motomia, Shutula Bate, Zitos Kapate Labazin Kalabrados Kapatia, Kulate, Zitos, we bring our hearts before you know, we lay them at the altar, wash them, wash them, wash by the water of your word. mandika and <speaking in> the rap in java and the generation is that is the rap dostoboto of the goda rap and the rap is the rap of the goda rap and the rap of the goda rap and the rap but I have a little rescue. Not a us, not of you their I hearts be aligned with the way you see us, oh God. Where, where we are thinking more lowly of ourselves than we are, Lord. Recalibrate yes. our minds. Yes. Where we yes. think too yes. highly of ourselves, recalibrate our minds, oh God. Rando scopato copriate, mande che sotto copriaga hey, tu scappate, i bala sotto copriaga tu scappate, che nema sotto copriaga tu scappate, i bala sotto copriaga tu scappate, e alla mazzente che levo goto rescoppate, to Inna kalama tashku bande kalama zendge gelevo koto shdete gelevo koto uski bando kabria rabate jabate labazota lema imbalando usko botomi azatu. Oh, we bless your name, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. We, we we thank you for. You are the one who guides. You say in Proverbs 21 that you hold the hearts of kings and princes in your hands. And that you can turn them whichever way you desire, like water courses. Lord, we we lay our hearts before you this morning. And ask, oh Lord, you direct our hearts and our minds according to the causes of life that you set. May our hearts not stray away from the way you have have apportioned our lives. Your word says in the book of Acts that you set boundaries. The way, where we ought to, the borders around where we live and the places and the times of our lives. You are the one who sets those tight places, put those things and set those things in order and in place. Lord, may we not stray away from your pathway. May we not fall into patterns of thinking where because the enemy shows they see, we go in a different direction and go away from you. Lord, may our hearts be just stayed on you. Your word says in Isaiah that in 26 that you keep in perfect peace, the one whose heart is stayed on you lord we fix our hearts on you lord we don't want to go any other way than yours father help us because our minds are constantly assaulted by the enemy our minds are bombarded with thought patterns that will try to take us away from the safety and security of being in you lord god help us to guard our hearts give us the grace the strength the the the, the, the insight by your spirit to guard our hearts with all diligence that we might walk in the right pathways of life that you've set. We bless your name, O God, as we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, still on that scripture in Romans 12, you know, <clears throat> I did a word set for what the word renew, because that was what kept jumping at me, renew the mind, renew the mind. Um, again, anytime you see re before a word, it means Doing something again. So, I mean, we just came off the the, uh, conference on rebuilding. And, you know, what really struck me was there's building and there's rebuilding. And that sometimes we are thinking the patterns we think of, we we have a mindset Mm -hmm. of new things, you know. So, the world today, when they make Mm -hmm. gadgets, if you guess what, you just want to buy a new one. Nobody ever thinks of repairing anything. But you find Mm -hmm. that many of the um, gadgets of old, have more longevity than the God today. So, it seems things mm-hmm. are just wired to be replaced. And with God, he doesn't deal with just new, for the sake of new. He will always redefine what was done. He will recalibrate, realign. is he, always re with God, because what he set in place was perfect. It's we that step away. So, he's not going to create a new thing. He's instead going to re Calibrate what was made back to the original purpose. So I find with God is always the re. So it didn't say have a new mind. It says renew your mind because He's not going to give you. When He says He made in creation, He had done everything and it was perfect. It was good. There's no need to recreate or to create something new. Instead, you renew what was done and <clears throat> take it back. So the word renew there is an, an Anachin- anachinosis, the Greek word, and it means to complete change for the better, a renovation, renewal, or breathe new life into something. And so what is obvious to me is many times when we come into a place of thinking, thinking, can I use that advice idea, when our, our, our thinking is thinking to God, it is because we are straight away from a pattern of thinking, and we need to bring new life back into that to Chant better normal keeps thinking of changing your way, changing your pathway, changing the way you think it, it keeps talking of going back to, to an original pattern and so it is so important that your posture is, you are able to change so sometimes it's just about changing a few degrees and things, the whole thing changes totally because you have embraced a new way and that's, if you don't hear anything else I'm saying today, that's all that's just that one thought that I bring that you have to be nimble and open to renew in your mind. A closed mind is one that cannot walk with God. Because God constantly causes us to assess, He causes, He prompts us by His Spirit. And when we fail to follow that leading, He backs off and leaves you. And He says, There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but it is a way unto destruction. It seemeth right. The word is, on I, the line I word seemeth. it seems, but it is not. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, shadow speaks of form, not substance. So it is a shadow, it is not the real thing. See, the Bible talks of types and shadows, types and shadows. They are not the real thing. They're just things that indicate, but they are not the real thing. Our mind must always engage the real thing. And the real thing is in the word of God. And that's why it's so important that we spend time in his word. We're not listening to what others say. We check out what others say by the word. Today, the reason fake news has such a deep effect on things is because people just spew out what they hear. They don't take the time and the trouble to fact check things. Make it a conscious. If you if you make it a conscious effort, you know because news today is like Wikipedia. Anybody can contribute to Wikipedia. I can go and put one, change some tweaks on things there because everybody can contribute. And then you, every, it's a go to for everybody. You go to Wikipedia when you want a definition. If someone has put something for it, then the whole world is on a pathway in a wrong pathway. Oh, how many don't take the trouble and the time to just do a fact check about things. So, if you have that mindset, you guard your mind because news assaults you from every side. And it's all about the interpretation of people. Whoever puts out a piece of news has a way they want to put it out because most people have lost the value. Today, journalism is everybody's a citizen journalist. So, everybody who has a phone is going to just put things out there. And your ability to navigate those things and check them out is what keeps your mind on the right things. Because you easily get through the power of media is built to shape and craft our mindsets. And when you are susceptible to that, you go in any and every direction. You just need someone having an agenda and they will take you on that channel. And you just go down a path that becomes difficult to redress. And the things you say, I recorded in in the global internet for life and people will just bring them out later and say, this is what you said and you set it out in a position of lack of knowledge and it haunts you for the rest of your life. We must be people like the Berean Christians, whatever they heard, they went back and checked. They didn't just take anything, hook, Klein and sinker. They went back and checked, always. So I want to really dwell on the renewing of the mind. We need to breathe new life. New life, not from a take of something new, but breathing the life of God again into that space to reconstruct, renovate, and bring back into a place of restoration. I still want us to pray about our hearts. See, because if you get your heart right, if you get your heart right, everything works. You don't have to be perfect. When I discovered that God doesn't want me to be perfect, he wants me to come as I am with an open heart. And then he will make me perfect we come in a place of condemnation many times we are not perfect we are human and the human without the spirit of god is just a flood the bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things but when the heart of god is regenerated by god by spirit it is a beauty to behold and that's the only way we can engage on his terms, not our terms. So I want us to bring our hearts again to God. And I pray that as we are as as I'm speaking and as we are praying, God is highlighting things in your heart that you need to begin to, areas of stinking thinking you need to begin to address. Because yeah, you might not be lying, stealing, fornicating, and doing all the things we consider as you need to repent from. But there are things that you have the, the patterns and ways we are thinking that are. Taking us down pathways. I mean, can I, can I be honest that you know some a lot of the problems we have in life are just self-inflicted? Things like offense and unforgiveness bring sickness that can, you know, bitterness. It says in Hebrews 12 that the root of bitterness defiles. When you get offended and get into the space of bitterness, even doctors will tell you you a lot of stomach issues Uh, 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 are caused by ill feeling towards someone or about something. It creates bile and acidic content increases in you naturally without anything chemical being added to you. That's why a good attitude is very important. A cheerful outlook on things, an optimistic rather than a pessimistic. Those shifts, you'll be shocked how they change. You're lighter, you're more open to um, uh, 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 things and less prone to illnesses. The immune system is a combination of what you eat, your attitude to life, and ability to rest. Even without popping pills, if you have a right outlook on life, you are disciplined about your sleep patterns, what you eat, and have a general outlook to life, smiling, a a, a more positive outlook. You will be amazed. Your 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 what's it called? Your immune system will be higher without taking meditation. And so there's something about a heart. The Bible talks about the people It talks about a heart that um, a, a, something to the fact that a heart that is um, without hope is sick. <laughs> There's so much that the heart does that if it is not right or in the right place, you go in the wrong direction. So just bring your heart before God. That's my mission this morning. The heart, the mind, that we lay it before him and we engage the right things. And I'm trusting God to begin to highlight those things you need to begin to pray about actively. Because they many times are blockages for you to go the way God wants you to go. And as long as you don't deal with them, they will keep taking you in the wrong pathway. And so Lord, we bring our hearts before you again. We bring our hearts and ask, Lord, that you take us, you cleanse our hearts of every form of contamination, everything that can bring us in a wrong pathway, everything that will cause us to go in directions that you don't want us to go, everything that will cause us to receive your word, even in the wrong manner, and which already has caused impurities to come into how we engage with you. For you cannot behold a heart that is wrong, a heart that is walking the wrong path. And so, Lord, we lay our hearts before you and we're asking. We ask that, Lord, you cleanse our hearts. You open, let your light shine upon our hearts. For the entrance of your word brings light. Yes, and so Lord. We every area, every dark area of our hearts, that you, you alone can see to the dark recesses of our minds. Okay. And so we lay them bare before you, Lord. Begin to bring to our remembrance and our, and our, and our understanding those things that we buried far away. Areas, Lord, we thought that we could never be engage because we have lost time and we feel those areas are impossible. Lord, your light can shine upon those areas and begin to bring to the Holy Spirit as you go to every heart, every heart, and begin to shine your light. Begin to bring those things up, begin to bring those things up, those areas that need to be addressed, those areas you've been long waiting for us to address. I like them, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Those areas that, that are like linchpins that once we suck them out, everything like a domino effect, things just begin to fall in place. Lord begin to violate uh-huh. them. Those areas the enemy has kept hidden, darkened over the years, and have has kept them in, 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 in a state of mm-hmm. continual replication of darkness. Lord, let your light shine for the sun. Mm-hmm. That Beams, o Lord, is bright. The light of God is brighter than the sun, and it will cause things to come to the fore. Lord, everything that needs to come to the fore begin to shine in your light. <speaking in Hebrew> Holy find your light. <speaking in Hebrew> d'un tale modo ring to, like, to remembrance on so on one spiritual scaparaloget tora da re gesuto corramo lanciando su propria total la dei chiamata doza hatin da gara medici Mantes prima sette lego to bra sotto cobrega manches cabal va santa gabriandola rede che dilemazante e rasoto cobrega doza Rabadoska bate, bota, bota thank you father when we come to you with hearts oh lord that are yielded, that are seated, you never fail to draw us to yourself in Ezekiel 36 you say that you will remove the stony hearts and replace with a heart of flesh a heart that is teachable, a heart that is malleable, a heart that is open to you, father we thank you because every stoniness and hardness in our hearts dissipate and our hearts are soft pliable, in your hands, oh God. Father, change our way of thinking, oh God. Let our hearts be stayed on you. Let us reflect what is in your hearts. Let our minds constantly just seek to please you. We bless you, oh God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you because we are set on a pathway of restoration, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If we look at uh, 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. And and I want to address the dimension of returning to God. Because like I said, it's it's one dimension is turning away from the wrong things. But, but you turn away from something, you turn to something. And many times we fail to turn to something. We turn away from. It. So. You're trying to stop an addiction, smoking, uh, fornication, pornography. You turn away from it, but what do you turn to? Because the things, the Bible is clear about the things you fill your mind with will guide you. So it says focus on purity, focus on virtue, focus on good things. And what you feed your mind with will help address certain things or take you away from. But when you're trying your strength to move away from something and you don't move to something, you will fail most of the time. So I I want to address that dimension of returning to God because sometimes it's as simple as just repentance about turning to him and everything just changes. You see Daniel, when he prayed, when he found that the 70 years had had, had, had occurred according to the word of God, it wasn't automatically God. Most things are conditional. So yes, he says, I will turn you. I I look at Isaiah 62, we say, Um, He says, I've set watchmen on the walls who will give me no rest day nor night. Uh, They keep not silent until I'll make Jerusalem a praise. So that is a condition that they have to keep praying and not keeping silent until he does that. But if you look at Zephaniah 3, around 18, 19, 20, thereabouts, he makes a commitment. I will return, I will restore Jerusalem again. I will make him a praise above the earth. That's the root scripture. That's the promise of God. But Isaiah shows you that it's conditional upon us doing that which we should do. He's not going to do it automatically. And that's the same thing with prophetic words. The mistake we make many times you receive a prophetic word and just say amen. And saying amen, so be it doesn't mean it will be. Because there's something you need to do to water that word, work that word for it to manifest. There's a time of uh, going through the meal, the process before it manifests. If you don't go through the process, nothing happens. You plant a seed, it germinates. You don't plant it, there's nothing going to happen. You boil the seed and plant it, nothing will happen. It's dead. And so our minds, we must turn to the thing that gives us life. So 1 Corinthians 13, 11 and 12. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. It says, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. It says, for now we see in a mirror dimly. He says, but then we'll see face to face. He says, now I know impact, but then I shall know just as I as all I also am known. And so the mirror, there's a spiral scripture in um, I think it's in Galatians, so, or no, not Galatians, Ephesians, uh, where it talks about we look in a mirror and we're changed and transformed from glory to glory We're changed to the image of Christ as we look in the mirror, as we behold in the mirror. That is what changes you when you turn to God and you keep your eye on him. The amplified of this verse, these two verses is, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. It says, now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and I've put them aside. For now, we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim or blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. He says, but then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so it speaks of turning to him constantly. It keeps referencing, turning to him by from his view, from his worldview. When we calibrate ourselves the way he knows us, then we begin to walk into fullness, perfection. That's what it, That's what it's all about. And so I just want us to bring this back to God and say, Lord, this is your word. I turn to you. Begin to highlight the areas I need to make adjustments. Begin to In the mirror, begin to show me those areas I need to address. You you ladies, when you, um, in the morning, you wake up, you make up. When you're making up, you go to the mirror. You know which area to touch. You know where it's not even. The mirror helps you see those defective areas that you need to correct. If your hair is spiked up, then you know where to pat it down, where to set it in place because you're looking in the mirror. When you're not looking in the mirror, anything goes. You go out looking like a... um, some punk musician. And so let's just go back to God and say, Lord, we have prayed for our hearts. What we pray for now is show us in the mirror what we need to adjust. The things and the areas we need to turn back to you, to turn away from every area that we need to adjust our ways and our our thoughts, our thought patterns, that it will help adjust and recalibrate our actions. Lord, we lay ourselves before you. Point us in the right direction. Let's just pray as we wind up. So Father, we just come <inaudible> <inaudible> Il so <mimic> labis alla la mato, gliento corri a parte. Il fradesca pate, dellondo scopo tocca Zot cabria tosca, Mante che le manoscubande alla base, elevado scipato la mande patia, le che sottobracadecia lima Accurate casanti alla Bahate, e lambo zito scappati alla madre e tosca pari Rendus Capati, amadosa the on you. we la cosa la base del ritman nostro con la mia manzo trarella calma zona da priade la catra il lanno scotocobriade il la Oh, we bless the name of God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen, amen. Amen. I leave you with a scripture that I I want you to take time to meditate on. Um, Scripture we know very well, but sometimes, you know, you look at the scripture from different, um, uh, from a different perspective, and it begins to change certain things. I repeat, it is about the mind. When your mind is stayed on God, you will navigate ways. Many times you will do things you're not really clear about, but you'll find that when everything is, when the dust settles, you're standing and everybody else has fallen because you've stayed on the right path. And it shows in many, in daily situations, in your office space, in areas where you are operating, your professional career, that when you tow a path, many times you might not, I don't understand, but because you just decide to do that, you find that everything falls apart and you're the only one who seems to be to remain standing. And people wonder, what is it about you? And it's just a simple choice to just keep your mind on God. And so Proverbs 3, 5 to 8, I want you to keep that before you and just keep meditating on it and ask God to direct you. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding. We are schooled, the way we are brought up is to, you need to think. lean on your understanding. We live in a world that promotes humanism today. Everything is about man. We are the best thing that happened to the earth. And you must think from that paradigm. But it says lean not on your understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I read that conversely. If you do not acknowledge him your ways, he will not direct your path. And when he's not directing your path, you're going to perdition. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Instead, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Seven says, do not be wise in your own eyes. And it kind of, it's a contra- It's well. It's is the it's the, it's the other side where it says lean not on your understanding. So being wise in your own know, eyes, leaning on your understanding. When you try to bring logic into things, many things will not make sense. Following the ways of God do not make sense. Everything about God seems to be contrary. Give and it shall be given unto you. Cast your bread upon many waters, and in many days it will come back. It will come back to you. Everything seems to be upside down with the way God lose your life. If you want to gain your life, lose it. With God, everything seems to be opposite, but the ultimate result always comes out positive because it is God at work. I leave you with that this morning. God bless you. Have a great week ahead. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Nigel. You're welcome. Thank you all right.